Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Tomos, that the animal that is left over should be left to die. In other words, you have one animal that, um, you have the two peers, right? They have the first peer of animals. One of those animals has died. When that animal has died, right, then the other animal can be left to die because it can't be brought once you bring the second peer. According to Rabbi Yechanan's understanding, he holds that the second one of the first peer should be left in the pasture, according to the Chachamim, according to the Tanakhama, the first opinion in the Mishnah. The Rabbi Yehuda Yamus. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda would say that that's not enough to leave it to just to graze. It actually should be left to die. And this point in the Gemara, the Gemara assumes that according to Rabbi Yehuda, when Rabbi Yehuda says it should be left to die, what he's referring to is the very animal that according to the Chachamim is left to be grazing, Rabbi Yehuda says it should die, right? Now, why does he say that? Well, the reason is because he holds that that even when the animal is alive, it can be pushed off on a permanent basis from being brought as a carbon. So, what's going to happen is, and the kapara, the atonement, will be achieved through the second goat of the second pair that will be brought as the offering. However, according to Rav, who we've already established on the previous Amun, that Rav does not hold that in other words, Rav holds that when you have a living creature, a living creature cannot be pushed off on a permanent basis from becoming a carbon. And as soon as the impediments are removed, it can then be brought as a carbon. So according to Rab, that, that is true by according to the Chachamim. The Amar Sheni Shabazuk Sheni Yira. So therefore, according to the Chachamim, this the second goat of the first peer is the one that's brought as an offering. And the second goat of the second peer is meant to be pasturing and grazing. The Rabbi Yehuda Yamas. According to Yehuda, if that goat would die, because at this point we're assuming that whichever goat it is, according to the Rachachamim, that should graze, according to Yehuda, that goat should die. Well, if that's true, that according to Yehuda, that goat should die, the Rabbi Yehuda of Amaymachaper. And how, according to Yehuda, is he going to achieve atonement using that animal, right? He can't achieve atonement from the second animal, sorry, from the second animal, the first peer, according to Yehuda, that animal was pushed off. So he cannot achieve any atonement from that one. And then he says that the second pair of the second animal, the second animal of the second pair should die. Well, then he has no animals left to achieve atonement for. Your answer is pretty obviously. Who told you that Yehuda is referring to the second goat of the second pair? Yehuda is teaching about the second goat of the first pair that it should be left to die. But indeed, the second goat of the second pair should be brought as an offering. And there are other people who ask this question against Rav a different way. When we quote the Mishnah, and Yehuda also taught, if the blood has spilled, then the goat that was meant to be sent away is left to die. If the scapegoat has died, spill out the blood. According to Rav, in the first case of the Mishnah, the Machlekes was, when you have a chathas tibur, a carbon chathas on behalf of the community, what happens to it in the future? And then the second half of the Mishnah, the Machlekes is, do you hold balei chayim as pushed off or not? So according to Rav, Rav held that the first opinion in the Mishnah holds that when an animal is living, it can never be pushed off on a permanent basis from being brought as a carbon. But Rabbi Yehuda holds that indeed it can be pushed off on a permanent basis from becoming a carbon. So according to Rav, the second 
machlekas in the Mishnah, second dispute in the Mishnah is coming to teach you this machlekas, whether or not an animal that has uh, been, been uh, pushed off or being brought as a carbon is permanently displaced. And that's the machlekas. But according to Rabbi Yechanan, that's not the machlekas because Rabbi Yechanan holds that everybody agrees that animals that are living can be pushed off. So what is the machlekas in the second stage of the Mishnah? And now the Gemara quotes the later part of the Mishnah. The Yehuda says that if the blood has spilled of the living animal, then the one that is supposed to be sent off as a uh, as a scapegoat, it should die. It is obvious that if the blood spills, then the Mishdaleach, the scapegoat, will have to die. That is of because the reason is like this. The mitzvah of achieving atonement with the first goat that is supposed to be sprinkled, the atonement is achieved when this blood is sprinkled. If the blood has spilled before it got sprinkled, that animal has not achieved its goal. If the animal has not achieved its goal, then there's no point in sending out the scapegoat because the scapegoat is missing its peer. But in the second case, when the animal that was meant to be sent out as a scapegoat, it dies before being sent out. But after the other animal already was shechted, right? The first animal was shechted. So why can you not finish up the mitzvah and do the sprinkling? If the scapegoat dies, why do you have to spill out the blood? It has already achieved its mitzvah, right? What does that mean? That means that the, the, the mitzvah purpose has already been achieved by the hagrala, by the lottery, uh, by the lottery being done, that itself and the lottery determining that the, that the goat um, that the scapegoat is the scapegoat, that itself has already determined for us the, the answer and its uh, atonement has already been achieved. And even though you say you have to go bring it to the hill and throw it off the hill, that's only ideal circumstances, but the atonement in the, in the um, after the fact type of situation, in a bidi avad type of situation, is achieved just by dint of the fact that the hagrala, that the uh, lottery has taken place and it has already been determined that this one should be the scapegoat. So, so the Gemara's question right now is why is it that when the scapegoat dies before being sent off, but after the, the, uh, the lottery has already landed on that specific goat, why is it that we don't allow us to, um, to still do the action with the blood? So, Amar Amar the Pasuk says, Hashem says in the Pasuk that the goat should be set up standing alive in front of Hashem to achieve atonement, to achieve atonement for everyone. They understand like this, up until when does the goat have to be standing still alive? Until the blood of his friend is sprinkled. Indeed, it is true that the halacha is that the scapegoat does not need to actually be thrown off the cliff for you to achieve atonement. However, it does have to remain alive up until after the blood has been sprinkled. Since this goat died before the blood was sprinkled, then by definition, it has not remained alive long enough and you have to start the process all over again. Tanan has similar to the mission over there. Members of a city that they sent their shekels, their shekel or half shekels, using uh, representatives, messengers. They send the Brinks truck and the Brinks truck is going to Yerushalayim to pay the money that they owe for the temple upkeep. And they were stolen or they were lost. If the truma was already taken, and they swear to the temple treasurers. What are we talking about over here? Here's, the, here's what would happen. Every single Jew would take a machsa shekel, a half shekel, they would send it up to Yerushalayim. Then they would take the, the machsa shekel every once in a while, periodically they would take money from the collection box 
and they would use it to purchase animals for the late for the next offerings and things of that nature. If that year's collection has already been taken from the box at the time that the representative who was traveling with the 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 um, the shekels from Palo Alto, they've already taken in Yerushalayim. They already took all of the uh, they took some of the money from this year's collection. Then what we say is like this: as soon as the money was taken from this year's collection, it by definition says that every shekel, wherever it is, as long as it has already been collected at this time, already belongs in the hands of the gizbar, so to speak, right? It belongs in the hands of the temple treasurer. And since it belongs in the hands of the temple treasurer, when the representative loses it, he is now the representative of the temple treasurer. So he swears to the temple treasurer as a shomer chinam, that it was lost or stolen, and then he is exempt from doing anything else. However, if the loss or theft takes place before they have done the collection from the boxes in Yerushalayim. Imlav, if it's beforehand. They take an oath to the members of the town. And then the members of the Bay Area, they have to go measure out new to replace the ones that were stolen or lost. Because at that point, they're still considered to be in their possession up until the time that the first collection is taken from the boxes in Yerushalayim of that year. Let's say you after the second people, they, they donated for the second time already, you then find the money or the thieves return the coins. Both of these coins and that coin are considered to be shkalim. They are, have the holiness of a machzah shekel, the half shekel that is set aside for Hashem, for the temple. However, they do not stand for you for the next year's collection. You just end up giving two machzah shekel this year. Yehuda says they count for the next year. So the Gemara says like this, the Gemara is building up to its question. Very, we just got very tangential very quickly, right? We kind of went into left field. My time with the Rebbe Yehuda, what's the reasoning for Rebbe Yehuda who says that the new shekel, you end up giving two shekels, and one shekel will last for this year, and one shekel will be on a, a, an advance payment on your next year's payment. You're allowed to give something that's indebted from this year that will end up being a payment for the next year, to be brought for the next year. Esvei Abaya, Abaya asks a question on this position, on the way that Rava understands Rebbe Yehuda, that you've been giving a donation this year to the temple, it can end up lasting for next year's uh, offerings as well. He asks a question from our Mishnah. It says, the If you lost the goat for Yom Kippur, and he set aside others in his place, and so to the goat of idol worship, the goat that is brought a, as an atonement for idol worship, that was lost after being set aside. And then you set aside other ones in its place. All of them will die when you find the old ones. They say that they should graze until they have become blemished. And then they should be sold. And their money should then go for a nedava offering. Right for a voluntary offering. Shein chatas tibar mesa, because the halacha is that a chatas of the tibar, a chatas of the community, should not be left to die. Okay. Now, the review says that we do not allow you to just take the yom kippur goat and just bring it next year. If we allow you to just bring it next year, then why are you saying that they should be left to graze? Why, why do you don't leave them to graze? Just bring it for the yom kippur carbon next year. You made a mistake. You're talking about a case of karbana sibar, karbana that is meant to be brought on behalf of the community. Shani karbana sibar, karbana sibar is very different. 
in the Reb Tavi, like Reb Tavi says the name of Reb Yeshia. I'm Reb Tavi, I'm Reb Yeshia. Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, This is the Ola offering of the month in its month, right? Amra Taira, the Taira is telling us, right? Make new and bring for me from the Chuma Chadasha, from the new offering. That works for the carbon sa'ir. The reason why you, you um, why you're not, you're not going to bring the carbon sa'ir is because you need to bring a new. If it's a carbon that is given on behalf of the entire community, it has to be a brand new one each time. You cannot have one dedicated the previous one and then bring it again later. That doesn't work. Something that's brought on behalf of the community has to be dedicated anew each time based on this process. But the carbon, the the cow offering, the bull offering. That is an offering that is brought on the individual's behalf. It's brought on behalf of the Kohen Gadol. So why can that one not be saved for the next year? According to Rabbi Huda, you can have an obligation from the previous year that's brought the next year. So why can the cow offering not be used the next year? Zera par atusayir. The Gemara says it is a zera. It is a decree that if we allowed you to bring the bull from one year to the next, then you might then come to do the same thing with the he goat as well. Mushum zera musu. Now, just because of some sort of exera, is that enough of a reason that you should actually allow it to die? That doesn't seem like a good reason. Allow it to graze. Why do you have to actually allow it to die? And furthermore, even that statement of Rebbe that he is quoting Rebbe Yeshia, that was not something that is the Ikuba. Yes, indeed, it says in the Pasuk that um, you're supposed to bring a new thing each time. But that's not the Ikuba. It's not going to invalidate it if you don't bring a new one. It's just the ideal way to do it. Well, if so, then why why is it that you're saying that you cannot bring the bull, right? The the bull. Well, you should be able to bring the bull. If you have a carbon zebra community offering that is being brought from the first day of Nisan, it is a mitzvah to bring it from the new. And if you bring it from last year's money, yatsa, it still fulfilled the mitzvah. But it wasn't done the most ideal way. So we see that after the fact, indeed, last year's does work. So why are you telling me that you cannot save the bull from one year to the next and you have to let it die? You should be allowed to save it because after the fact, indeed, it is okay. The reason why they can't save from one year to the next is because you can't have a lottery offering one year that will end up having impact on next year's offering as well. Ingmar then says, okay, fine. So the lottery from the last year is not going to still be applicable to next year. Okay, great. But nice even not grow. So they make a new, a new lottery the next year with the same animal. Ingmar says, well, maybe the concern is that you'll think that the girl does, the girl does set up from one year to the next. That only answers the question why you can't leave it from one year to the next. Because you maybe the lottery will work. Well, the lottery doesn't work from one year to the next. Okay, well, maybe... Don't do, the, do a new lottery. Well, the lottery, then people will think it does work one year to the next. Now, all that only works when you're talking about the goat. When it comes to the bull, there's no lottery done in that process. So why would you say that there's a concern? So rather, so once again, we're going to have to fall back and say that we made a decree that you can't do the bull from one year to the next out of a concern that if you did the bull from one year to the next, people will think that you could do the goat from one year to the next. Says, just because of a, a just because of a decree, we're going to allow it to die. We won't allow it to graze. That seems a little bit extreme. The Chachamim said in front of Abaya, rather the concern is like this. The concern is that you'll have your bull, you'll have your goat. And Yom Kippur goes by, you lost it, you found a new one, good. Now you're saving it until next year, Yom Kippur. Perhaps what will happen in the interim is the owner 
i.e. the Kohen Gadol, who is the owner of the, of the bull, he will die. And Allah is that if you have a Chathas offering whose owner has died, you cannot bring it as an offering anymore. So Gemara says, now flip the switch. That's a good answer why you don't leave the bull over till the next year. But the goat, what are you going to say? The goat is not a carbon chatas of a yachet. It's not a sin offering of an individual that will have this disqualification if he dies. It's an offering on behalf of the community. Gemara says now it's the opposite direction. Um, so Gemara yeah. says that it is an enactment, a decree that the sa'ir, that the goat, is not able to be brought the next year out of a concern because of the because of the cow that perhaps the cow's owner would die. Mushum musu. Once again, out of exera, it should not be enough of a reason to just leave it to die and not graze. El Rather, it is the It is a decree. The halach is like this: a chatas offering, right? A sin offering is only an animal that is less than a year old. Once it's reached one year, it can no longer be brought as an offering. So, what well, your whole point is, really, uh, you're missing the boat over here, right? You're going these lumdish answers, these big, complicated answers, a very simple answer. The reason why you can't leave it over till the next year is because, by definition, if you left it over till the next year, it'll be more than a year old. If it's more than a year old, you can't bring it as an offering. You want to say, Xera? Is that really just Xera? It's just really a decree that perhaps it's going to be a year old? It's not Xera. By definition, it will be a chatas who's already passed the year. Not just Xera, not just a decree that perhaps it will be older than a year. By definition, it will be older than a year. The Gemara says, Halei Kasha. This is not a question. Kirebi, it's like Rebi. The question is, how do you define a year? This wouldn't seem to be so complicated. It's actually complicated. The Tanya, we learned in Araisa. Shana, Tamima, it has to be a full year. When it comes to the full year in terms of the redemption of ancestral land from a walled city that was sold, the is that a full year is defined as the sun, the solar year, 365 days. Like the days of the year, uh, days of the sun. That's the opinion of Rebbe. Chavim say, no, you don't do that. You count 12 months from day to day, which would only be 354 days. And if you have a Ibra yard, if it is a year that you add in an additional month, that will go to the Mocher, that will be on the Mocher's side. Okay. So what are we trying to say now? What we're trying to say is like this. You might have had a goat, which how old does the goat have to be? Who remembers? The goat cannot be less than seven days old, right? On Yom Kippur. So it's not less than seven days old. It means it's at least day eight, right? And if it's 11 days old, right, then it's already 12 days old. It's already 365 days plus by the time it gets to the next Yom Kippur. So you might have a goat that is between the age of eight days and 11 days on the first Yom Kippur. And the only reason why you can't use it on the second Yom Kippur is Xera. Because some years it might be longer, it might be older by the time the first Kippur comes around, and then you might think you can still wait, and then you'll fall into the trap of having brought an offering that is actually more than a year old the next year. Okay, we'll stop over here. We continued tomorrow night. Take care, guys. Be well. Good night.